0: Selling with authenticity—it's building that relationship. About the value. If you want to make
1: that
2: impact. It
1: can make you happier. others Welcome
2: us? to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your co-host, Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, good. Larry? It's uh, it's so good to see you. So much stuff
2: going on inside Selling from the Heart, but you know what? Do you, do you all like how we're fashion-coordinated? It's been a long time since we've been fashion-coordinated on this <laughs> podcast, Daryl.
1: Right on. <laughs> we're definitely repping the brand. And by the way, if you have not, if you've listened to the Selling from the Heart podcast on audio but not seen it on video, you're going to be blown away. Go (laughs) check out Selling from the Heart on YouTube, and you will see the incredible fashion coordination and production value of Selling from the Heart podcast. We work really hard
2: on this, people, let me tell you.
1: We do. We'd love for you to visit us on YouTube. We're close to a 1,000 subscribers on our new YouTube platform. We'd love for you to subscribe. Help us spread the word. What's so cool, though, about Selling from the Heart right now is this community of authenticity inside the sales profession I think as we move through the fourth quarter, we move into a new year that, you know, let's just be honest, got a lot of uncertainty around it. Uh, We're definitely not pessimists, but we're also realists here. One of the best things that has happened around Selling from the Heart over the last couple of years is the emergence of this Insiders Group, this community of like-hearted sales professionals. And Larry, hanging out with the Insiders Group every single week, The value that comes from that that group is just incredible. And I want to make sure everybody in our audience has the opportunity to try it out.
2: Yeah, no, it's two words that come to mind just real quick is camaraderie and fellowship. Mm -hmm. And when Daryl and I put this together years ago, this is what we wanted to form. Everybody who comes together is, like Daryl had mentioned, like-hearted and like-minded. These are sales professionals, sales leaders. Who believe authenticity matters it's a great great community that you can get to know each other people now are have accountability partners and they're holding each other accountable it's absolutely fantastic
1: come check it out we'd love to have you join yeah so selling from the slash insiders you can learn more about the group selling from the slash insiders Come join us and uh, let's let's make the end of 2022 and 2023 the year to come to be the best year ever, full of authentic success. Speaking of authenticity, Larry, we've got a great guest in the studio today.
2: Oh no, we sure do. And and I as you bring Casey on, I just have to give a special shout out to Paul Howery because Paul's been a guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast a few years ago. Afterwards, he goes, "You got to get to know." my buddy Casey Jaycox, and I go okay I will and Casey and I we're both sports guys he's an ex-sports athlete we just hit it off just a kindred spirit hey casey welcome to selling from the heart podcast
0: well thank you I'm honored to be here and 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 who doesn't love Paul Paul Howard no, like like we both do you now
2: no, yeah. Paul Paul's a super great guy and nice haircut by the way Casey just, thank you it's looking really sharp
0: well you're my mentor my 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 <laughs> and I, I'm following your lead
1: I just had to throw it out there.
2: Well, it's London, good, this is going to be
1: a fantastic <laughs> conversation ahead. And as we get started, Casey, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Selling from the heart is, you, you said the word authenticity, and I think
0: truly thinking about the word authenticity, like what the old school dad joke coming here is number one reason <laughs> to be ourselves, as everyone else has already taken. So. Truly, truly slowing down. So we go fast when you think about that word. And then I think about the, uh, a boomerang and, and what a boomerang does. It, it, you throw it out and you hope, if you throw it well, it comes back. And I think slowing from the heart is having that boomerang mindset, Mindset, but we're not keeping score. You're not, you're not always worrying about what others did for you. But if you just wake up trying to serve others, uh, every morning I wake up with many boomerangs coming back, not because I expected them, not because I was looking for them, because I'm, I'm always about serving other people. I gratitude every morning about serving other people. I'm it's constantly thinking about that, and so, but I think by doing that, it, it's it's never really about me; it's about other people. And then when you when you live that way throughout your whole life, it it always comes back to you. So for me, that's what I would say. For selling, selling from the heart means to me.
2: Oh, I I love this, and you know what was interesting? We've heard it all, right? In in the years and years of doing the podcast, <clears throat> we've heard it all. I love that Casey used Daryl, the boomerang.
1: Right. Yes. Selling from the heart is the boomerang effect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Casey. Thanks.
1: You bet. <laughs> but it does come back to you. And, and this gets to, you know, so much of the heart behind selling from the heart, behind close a relationship, not the deal. By the way, congratulations on the book, um, which would be, a, would be a great place to start. Tell us Tell us what was uh, what was motivating you to put this book together around close the relationship, not the deal just brilliant, brilliant title. Yeah. Um, it's actually called "Win the relationship, not Sorry. Deal. It's, all right. it's all right. It's all right. I'm, I'm i I'm Q4. I'm thinking about closing Casey yeah. when well, the relationship.
0: Well, I'm glad you said that. Cause I think sometimes I have met people that they'll say, uh, what do you mean? You don't want to close the deal? I'm like, no, no. But you're the perfect person that I'm writing this for. If you you have to win people before you win a deal. Bingo. And when I was at the end of my uh, corporate career, I worked for a company called K Force for many years. And I was in an executive role. and I was traveling a bunch. And I was in Dallas, and I remember working with one of our teams down there, and they were so eager to like. I was like the older brother, let's say, and they were trying to like. I could know they wanted to, like they wanted to win my approval for what we were doing so hungry, so competitive. I like loved working with this team and I still am friends with these guys today. And I, I, I remember telling him one day, I was like, guys, we, it's, it's, we have to win people before we can win a deal. And even if we lose a deal, how can we still win the person? We can still be on top of their mind. We can still beat, you know, we can do, we can follow up better than the, 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 maybe the company that, that beat us. And I go, it's about winning the relationship, not the deal. And the writer mm-hmm. said that I was like, that's it. That's the name of my book. Beautiful. And uh, I was still there, and I, I purposely did not choose to write the book when I was still in corporate because I didn't want to make that as an excuse not to, like, oh, I'll, I'll write later. And you know, since then, I've I I, I teach these five swear words that I d- I didn't want to violate, which is need to should to want to have to and can't. Those are like worse <laughs> than swearing in church, <laughs> right? All those words do or create anxiety. And so I committed when I got when I left. I left on great terms. I'm still friends with a lot of the team at K-Force. And I, I said, I committed every day to writing from like nine to 1130 for about four months straight. And there were days where I felt like, man, I'm, I'm like Hemingway. And it was awful. And there were days where I was like awful and it was better than I thought. And um, it was everything I wanted it to be because it's a uh, sellers, as we know, sometimes can have the mean um, attention span issues. And shiny object, where's it going? And I think I wanted to have something that was a book about failure, a book about few years of success, of real stories and not just theory, but a book that people can apply. And you know, as the author, I've read the book nine or ten times, it came out in 2020. I've read it, you know, through the audible process or just through editing. And the, I'm I'm teaching myself these things, and I'm the author. <laughs> so I mean, these are lifelong le- lessons that I did not create. These are things I just followed that helped me sell at an elite level for a long time. That keep me grounded. Like these are things I know I'm going to continue to focus on getting better at each and every day. So, hope that gives you some insight. But it's, I know I wrote. I'll say this. I la- I wrote it for four main reasons. I wrote it for um, someone that just left college that has no idea how to build relationships. That their first boss is like yelling at them, and he or she's telling them <laughs> to do this. He's like, well, I don't know what I don't know what I'm doing. I wrote it for someone who's stuck in their career that doesn't quite know why it's not working. And they'll give them some simple reminders to go back to helping work well with people An executive out there. That's like, wow, this person was, he did that. And these are only six things he did. And then lastly, I wrote it for colleges where they hopefully can, um, make it part of like a recommended reading in some of the the business classes where like a lot of organizations are having selling programs now, which probably people know, which I think is great. Teaching sales profession and the art of selling in college.
2: Yeah, I and mean, this this is this is such a great topic to really camp on for a moment. And I want to take, I want to take the first couple of words of your book, Casey, around win the relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you can really unpack this, because I know there, there's a lot more into winning the relationship, but you brought up something that was really interesting. And you brought up uh, being taught this in college and so forth. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer that, you know, sales is a great profession. Mm-hmm. And we have to start educating the youth inside the sales profession on exactly what it means to be a sales professional. And I believe it starts with really unpacking the people part of this and how you build a relationship. So if you can just walk us through our, you know, Daryl and I and our listeners, Mm -hmm. the people that are watching on YouTube, what does win a relationship? What's that look like?
0: Mm -hmm. Great question. So when I, when I, Before I wrote this, I literally did a word mapping exercise and I, and I try to think about, so when I win people, what words come to mind? Listen, vulnerability, curiosity, humility, follow-up, all these things. And I, so I create all these words and then I put a a word map exercise together where I would like put, you know, clouds around each word. And then I did wireframing to each word and then each word connected to these words became chapters. And that's how I really formed the, 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 the six chapters of of the book and what boiled down to the very first thing I want to talk about, which is we learned when we were four or five years old from my parents, hopefully everybody out there, is the power of the golden rule. How do we treat people? We want to treat people like the way we want to be treated. Do business with people that, how you'd like to do business with you. Sounds simple, yet I see people violate it each and every day. There's a road rage. Flip that person off. You know, they show up late. They don't give people the, the, the courtesy to, to say, hey, I'm going to be five minutes late. I apologize. I cancel a meeting without rescheduling a reason. All these little things that are seem basic that people aren't doing, right? But when we can have that, I would say that Maya Angelou moment, that how do you, how you make people feel when they leave an interaction with you? Are you asking great questions? Are you hearing the phrase great question, right? Are, are you just telling them all about your 48 slides and you tell <laughs> them until your boss, you kill the meeting, right? What are we doing to be uncommon? Like things like this, like, you know, can we slow down to go fast? So winning the relationship, is what I really told my son when he was seven, and I talk about this in the book, is because I couldn't tell my son, Ryder, that dad, when you provide staff augmentation services and a staffing environment, but he also does a statement of work business. and sle- He's like, what are you talking about? Like <laughs> so I said, when my son was seven, I said, bud, when you're older, I'll, I'll describe this in more detail, but in the most basic and simplistic terms, dad makes friends for a living. That's what I do. And when a friend... Feels like I helped them well, they, they pay our company money. But the key is sometimes a friend will ask me to do something and I can't help them. And so that's the difference. What makes what different, it differentiates me buddy and my job and other, other people who are making friends. Sometimes they'll just tell the friend what they want to hear because they want to try to make money. I don't do that. I do the opposite. I actually find them a different friend. And what happens, I create more friends by doing that because they're not used to hearing that, which is so ridiculous and simple. I know you guys probably it speaks to you about sellers that just say yes to say yes. And then my buddies, unfortunately, gave me a hard time. They're like, dude, Jaycox, you can't tell your kid. He's going to expect payment on the recess fields from his buds. <laughs> I'm like, fair point. But we, I had to follow up, make sure he, he learned that. But I think when we really boil it down and just simplify what we, what we do and, and how we do it, and if you believe, which is why that sign's behind me over here. Where, where is it? Over wherever it is. <laughs> believe. Uh, it's such a powerful question. And I think when we believe what we do, then it gives us the power and conviction and curiosity and how we show up in each conversation, trying to impact somebody through our tone, our body language, um, how we listen. Mm. Do I follow up well? Am I, am, am I, am I ditching my ego and saying, not, am, I, am I vulnerable enough to say, I don't, I don't know. That's a great question, Mr. and Mrs. Client. Let me follow up with you. Or am I going to wing it? Um, and then do I, do I have patience? Do I have, do I have patience to realize that it's going to take time to, to win some people and that's okay. Um, but I, I think that the, the theme of winning people is just as much as more as it's, you know, externally, but it's more important internally, more friends I make internally, the more people are going to do things for me when I need them. Right. I think that you know, as a quarterback and uncle Rico moment here from Napoleon dynamite, like <laughs> I, I, I wanted my linemen to want to block for me, not because they had to, cause that was their job. I wanted, you know, I, that was my goals. I wanted people to say, I was, man, he's my teammate and I'm proud to say Casey's my teammate, but how do I show up earning that? Or my quarterback that just yells and barks and expects, you know, no, I, I want to walk the walk just like I'm asking my clients to do, my, my, my kids to do, whether it's the word practice, follow-up, maybe all these things. So you can tell I'm passionate about this topic and I hope that gave you some insights on, on what running the relationship really means to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you think about uh, so much of success in life and in sales is in the small details and approaching this, I love this, this concept of winning the relationship, because if you get, as Stephen Covey says, when you get the first things first, right, when you get the relationship first, the other stuff follows. Unfortunately, you in sales, a lot of times we were taught to win the deal. And yeah, if, if, if you happen to make a relationship or two (laughs) along the way, (laughs) but just win the deal, how many deals are we going to win? And, and the, the whole point uh, behind this is, is just so beautiful. I'm curious as you put this book together and as you're talking with people about winning the relationship, what was, what was the aspect that you saw that was maybe most overlooked? And one of those things that you go, man, if you just Thought about this, or if you just put this into action, this is something that people miss a lot that makes a massive difference.
0: I think a couple things. Um, I, I would say expectation management. We have a lot of ahas there. Like something simple is like if I was going to be late today, do I just show up late and, and assume that Daryl and, and Larry's got their times? They, they don't. They're, they're they're bored. They're not doing anything. Or do I say, if I know I'm going to be late, do I say five minutes before, "Hey guys, I really apologize." I'm on a phone with a client dealing with an issue. I might be two minutes late. Just want to set your expectations. Or, hey, Mr. Or Mrs. Client, nice to spend time with you. I'm going to take notes if that's okay. Just constantly serving others with respect. Just on how, how I show up. Like people are like oh, I never thought about that. And then they try it. Like, wow, it's something simple. It's like they 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 said thank you. Like n- not many other salespeople are doing that for me. And I think the other one that comes to mind if I had to pick two, it was just the power of using a CRM that most sellers don't like doing. They, they, they make excuses like, man, I don't want to use a CRM. It's only made for my boss. It's he, he or she just wants me to do it so they can look at these reports and do blah, 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 blah. Wrong, ladies and gentlemen. The CRM, I went to Central Washington University. I'm the only one that calls it the Harvard of the West Coast. <laughs> it made me look like I went to Harvard because I documented everything from the dog's name to pets to where they went to college to what their favorite sports team was to where anything I could think of that would allow me to show that I listened.
2: Hmm. And then
0: I would, and then my, any follow up I would do was always with a question. Our boy Voltaire back in the 1700s said a man is not judged by his, I'm going to say his or her cause I'm going to bring, he might've been sexist back then. So a man or woman is not judged by his or her <laughs> questions. I mean, by his or her answers, but by his or her questions. Hmm. So if I can think of, you know, I wrote in, in the, in the book, I talk about a story with my, my boy named Chris Barch, great client of mine for years. He was a huge North Dakota State football fan, huge. Now, and every time we would talk, I love football, so this is a perf- perfect client for me. So I, I could talk about North Dakota State football. I would ask him questions about, because I curiously, genuinely wanted to know. And too often, sellers I see aren't thinking about that. They're so mm-hmm. focused on, man, I got to memorize these slides. I got to memorize my pitch. And, and they get so tunnel focused on, you know, I got to land the plane, but what happens if the wind's 10 degrees or 10 miles an hour more than we practiced? Are you audible ready enough to be able to land the plane in any conditions? Or we, which requires practice, which requires so many other, other things. But I think as a younger seller, give yourself grace, but commit that you're going, you will practice, you will seek help. You will find mentors internally. You will find other people are doing something you wish you could do. When you lead with like interest in others, rarely do you see people not want to spend time with people. If you've done some homework, and I'm sure that you guys, this might resonate with you, the number of requests and we get every day on LinkedIn of people guaranteeing me they're going to make me 75 million dollars by picking their software for coaching. I'm like, no, you can't. But the people that show that they did just a little bit of homework, whether it's, hey, I, I saw you have a podcast, and and I as a dad that really related to me, and I, I want to say it. I listened to two of your episodes, and I'd love to talk to you about that and then ask you a few questions about your business. Boom, I'm taking that meeting. Just a little bit of homework.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So um, if you're not using it, back to the the question of the day, if you're not using a CRM, just embrace the the next activity function of the follow-up when you're supposed to do it. Again, this might sound really basic, yet I see so many companies do not get that right. They get complacent, then they start winging it, Uh, And that's when we need to, if you, if you want to wing it like the common seller, then, then lead with uh, telling your clients that you practice on them. Every day, and you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're
1: they so, <laughs> so, <they're>... trust me.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh boy, i so, a doctor. I played, remember the game Operation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> oh, that, I'm a doctor. <laughs> why well, played Operation as a kid, I'm ready to go. No, oh, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's
2: it's so true. But you, there's there's so <clears> much gold in what you just said. But one of the words that just stuck out amongst the many was basics. And sometimes we've just lost doing some of the little basic things. I'm a huge believer if you can't do the simple basic things correctly, it's going to be really difficult for you to do the hard things correctly. Mm -hmm. And it's just these little things. And it's about paying attention and it's about listening. And it's what's really interesting about all of this is it always comes down to some little minor thing, right? Ask somebody, like if you do a debrief on a sale or anything like that, Hey, what'd you, what, you know, tell me, Casey, you know, why'd you really buy for me? Mm-hmm. What was the why that? behind all of this? I'm not all the time, a vast majority of it, it's going to be some unknown little hidden thing. Like I found out Casey was a Seattle Mariners fan, right? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just this little thing that they connected to mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with the deal.
0: Well, one thing you said that I, I, I teach, um, I call it third person storytelling, and uh, I, I, I like to see sellers or companies get really good at speaking, not what you think you can do really well, because I'm not listening to you on that. But if you can ask questions to make me sit in a situation where I know that I have maybe a pain or problem, but, but someone else has already been through it, I'm a lot likely more to listen, right? And I think often we get going too fast. And the simplistic thing is, do we really know why our customer chose us? Do we really know why he or she's been with us for four years? well I think so. Well, why don't we just ask him? <laughs> right slow down to say man it's been we're this theme internally mr and mrs client but we're slowing down to go fast and and i don't want to assume why i think you've done business with us for four years i think i know but i'd rather hear it directly from you i mean that's such a more now you're getting the answers to the test and believe it or not larry and daryl i still have a 4.0 when i get the answers to the test i've yet to mess that's that right.
1: up <laughs> <laughs> miracle <laughs> Harvard of the West. That's <laughs> oh, right. That's right. <laughs> so I know one of your passion projects is your podcast for dads and uh, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that. I want to talk about how this bridges into winning the relationship and sales. Uh, this passion project around the podcast for dads. Give us a window into that.
0: Yeah. So I started the podcast and, um, two and a half years ago, actually two, almost three years ago. And, um, mainly as exactly you said, a passion project. I knew I wanted to start a podcast. I knew really nothing about podcasting. My college teammate, Ty Nunes, shout out to Ty, really kicked me in the, you know what, and got me going. And, and it was the blind leading the blind. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, Buzzsprout, Zencaster. What do I, what am I doing here? I don't know. Right you know, there with you. Garage band. I was like, oh, and next thing I know, we're, we're keep going. And next thing you know, I got a couple sponsors, shout out to Catch Sicka and Acme Homes. Like they, like we believe in this message because if we can create great leaders at home and we can work on these relationship building skills, you're teaching in the business world we will be be a better dad. And like, at least that's going to be a positive impact pack for the world. Mm-hmm. So first I, I'm, I'm, I'm t- I took some time off from corporate. I start, I write the book. I, I do the podcast. Those are just, I'm just doing it without anything. And then how I met Paul, Paul and I had this amazing connection. I met some great people, at this place called shift up. Things start going. Now, all of a sudden, the podcast, I'm starting to interview my clients. So speaking found me. Coaching found me. I did not leave corporate and say, I can't wait to be a coach. People start asking me if I coach. I said, yeah, my kids. I don't, I, don't, I don't coach. And I was stuck on this thing of being certified. And then I had a great gentleman by the name of Andrew Moss kick me in the, again, you know where. And, and he said, your, your certification, dude, is your book. That's your book. And then I, I just started getting curious. and I started interviewing people I started working with and I started interviewing clients. And then what, what I found is that these executives, dads, I, I, I went in with a blank, a blank sheet of just like, I want to get super curious and learn more about them, how they were raised. What are they grateful for as a dad? Uh, how did their parents shape them? What was life like growing up for you now that you're a dad? What lessons have you applied in that fatherhood journey to that? Now you're thinking about every day that you're either leading from the front with your 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 company or your or tell like what are you sharing with your kids that you maybe haven't thought of in a long time, and what happens when we get really curious? I get these dads like sometimes. What could be any role? They they'll say, "Man, I, I have not thought about that in a long time." You asked a lot of great questions, which is my goal. Those are two words I want to hear in every meeting I ever go on. Great question because I made them think. So if I can make a dad think, probably going to impact him when he goes home that night. Might be might, might be a better spouse. He might be more patient father. And for me, selfishly, I get therapy every week talking to (laughs) guys. Every week. And I tell people that. And so um, it is, I did not anticipate them kind of like colliding, but it's so aligned. Like majority of my clients were gonna come on. Cool. Um, Little, little tease. Daryl, everybody's gonna be a future guest. We'll be excited to (laughs) that's right. Get him to come on. But Larry, obviously, Larry was that gracious enough to spend some time with me and I saw his, all his Dodger paraphernalia when I interviewed him, but uh, <laughs> it was fun. So uh, it's, I don't know where it's going, but I just, I'm surrendering to the fact that I'm, I'm helping some dads out there. Um, and it's cool that, I've, you know, I've talked to guys in Australia and New Zealand and Canada. Wow. And, um, it's just fun. It's fun to have as a beginner mindset and just keep, keep growing.
2: You know, and I I applaud you for this. And I just, Mm -hmm. you know, as we bring our time to close, I could talk to you all day long, Casey. And I know Daryl can as well. I just, this whole word, word relationship. So often just, we don't understand it because I think a lot of times, and I'm just going to be sales centric for a moment on this. A lot of times we think we understand how to build relationships. And we just assume. And we all know what happens when we assume is, what we've come to find out is relationships take work and we need to unpack this. That's what I love about your book. You know, when the relationship is we need to be coaching and working with our salespeople as sales leaders on really exactly what does a relationship look like? How do you build it? Not only through your lens, but through a client's lens and marry this all together. I applaud you for your work that you're doing.
0: No, oh, thank you very much. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to do, but when we really slow down, and we really kind of assess and be coachable. And one of my one of my mentors, a guy named John Kaplan, he coaches me from afar. I I, I get value of everything he does. And he has this great quote. He said, "It's it's okay not to know every answer. It's just not okay not to do anything about it." Mm-hmm. And I think when we as sales leaders, when you lead with my version of relationship building, um, my right, my my version, my uh, equation is the same. Relation same um, equation I use for leadership, which is humility plus vulnerability plus curiosity equals relationship or equals leadership. Hmm. The best leaders I've ever worked for were humble enough to say where they messed up, they're vulnerable enough to say what they don't know, and they're curious, curious enough to ask questions about yeah. me. Right. And when it seems simple, yet we don't do it. The elite like the elite ones do, the elite ones do it really, really well. Yeah. Right. That's Those elite idea. ones are are gonna ask questions that that uh, kind of feels uncomfortable. When I always tell my clients, you want to be comfortable on the sidelines or uncomfortable
1: in the game. <laughs> I know where I want to be. Great question. <laughs> right, Great question. <laughs> Casey, absolutely love it. This is this has been a phenomenal conversation, and uh, you're such a selling from the heart champion. I'm curious, how can people get more Casey Jaycox in their life? Um, I think the best
0: way. Thanks for asking. Is just visit my website, which is caseyjaycox.com. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, I love connecting with people. Uh, if you do want to pitch me something, just show me you did a little work before <laughs> it, or I won't that's, respond. Um, that's probably the best way.
1: Tommy um, you heard him on the Selling from the Heart podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, and hit, and hit, and hit. He's a Seattle Mariners fan. That's all you got to talk about. There you about. go. See, we did your homework years, for you. 21 years. We finally made the playoffs. Next year's our year we won the World Series. You he heard it. There you go. heard it here first. There wow. you go. Awesome. Well, Casey, thank you so much. You are a true selling from the heart champion. champion. I hope you do get your championship. This has been <laughs> inspirational and, and we really appreciate you.
0: Yeah, well, I applaud the work you. you guys are doing and, and thanks for showing me and, and leading so many people by doing it the right way. You guys are you guys are doing a heck of a job. So I'm honored to be on your show today.
2: Hey awesome. Thanks, Casey, awesome. Oh, there I he, love Casey J. Cox. No, such doubt, a great guy.
1: That, uh, you know, the the concepts we're talking about here are so powerful. And the formula Casey gave right here at the end is something to go back and rewind and really think about what, you know, benchmark yourself against that. Like, what am I doing? Uh, of course, we want to win the deal, but am I winning the relationship? Am I doing the hard work? Am I paying attention to the details, writing them down in the CRM? Yeah. These little things are the the small but huge things that set us up to succeed. And I love how Casey kept saying, we got to slow down. And it just reminds us of our good friend, you know, that says you got to slow down to sell faster. Right. And this is such uh, such a great message right now. Um, so super, super thankful to spend time with Casey today.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, there, there's one key word as we wrap up that you use that that I think is really important. Use the word benchmark. And here's what I'd like uh-huh. everyone who's watching or listening to think about as, it's, as it pertains to winning the relationship. You're being benchmarked.
1: Uh-huh. Your
2: clients are benchmarking you against the other salespeople that are selling them other things inside their company.
1: Here's uh-huh. what I'd like
2: for us to think about. Win the relationship win the relationship to the point that now they're benchmarking you against everyone else. And they're saying to themselves, I wish the other sales people that I buy things from would act just like you.
1: I love it. It starts to happen. Absolutely. Great, great conversation. Larry, I know as we move into the end of this year, Not only do we have some great guests lined up, we've got some exciting announcements coming up, so many cool things, so (laughs) many cool things, just chomping at the bit to, to make some of these announcements. But, uh, we're going to, we've got a lot of exciting things happening as we move into the rest of the year and the new year, you want to stay tuned. So hit that subscribe button, pop over to YouTube, subscribe, share this with your friends. It helps build this movement of authenticity in the sales profession. And not only is it awesome and fun, it's something that's desperately needed in our profession. And Larry, I'm just so fired up about all that's going on inside the community of selling from the heart. We call it the insiders group, man. I know there's some people listening who haven't joined us yet. Uh, and I'd love for you to join us in an upcoming insiders group. at selling slash insiders for more information come hang out
2: with us. I promise you this. You'll have a fantastic time. You'll meet some great friends. And more importantly, you'll learn what it means to really, really, really sell from the heart.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, till next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, win the relationship, and most of all, sell from the heart.